Hey everybody, thanks a million for tuning in to the Dan Kill Wellness Project podcast. I can't actually believe that we've already reached episode 14. This is Dan Kyo here and I am a counsellor and psychotherapist in training. I am also a social care worker with the wonderful Focus Ireland where we support homeless families and individuals to move out of their current situation across Dublin and Ireland. The whole reason I set up this podcast was that I hope that anybody across the world who is listening to each episode will take something away and will be encouraged to take steps towards being happier, being more well and just enjoying their lives that little bit more. I've had many guests on the podcast so far and each and every one of them has been somebody who has inspired me in some way or another to choose a better path for myself and I'm so grateful for all the guests who have come on so far. I'd like to extend a massive thank you to all the wonderful comments and you know that people said to me about last week's episode with the Corona's frontman Danny O'Reilly. I'd like to extend a massive thanks to Danny for coming on to the podcast. It was really a wonderful experience and I think people got a lot out of it. On this week's episode, we have marathon man Jonathan Kearns. Jonathan was responsible for me all those years, five years ago now, um, back then helping to get me on the path that uh, I am on now. So I was so excited to just have him on to talk about that time in my life when I did transition from pre-exercise to where I am now and the help that he gave me. So we had a lovely discussion about that and I really hope you get a lot out of it because Jonathan really, really knows his stuff. And I would also love to extend my deepest apology to Albert from Basecamp Fitness, who I regrettably called Arthur in this recording. So Albert, I know you're listening and you know how much I love you so much. So apologies in advance for that, but I do love you and miss you loads. So I want you to kick back, relax, and really enjoy the chat I had with Mr. Jonathan Kearns. Hey guys, welcome to the Dan Kyo Wellness Project podcast. It is my absolute pleasure to have one of my biggest inspirations in terms of fitness, nutrition, running, exercise, everything on today's podcast. And I would like to extend a huge and massively warm welcome to Jonathan Kearns, the Marathon Man. How are you, Jonathan? Thanks, Dan. Nice talking to you. Delighted to be here. Thank you so much for coming on, Jonathan. Um, as you know from the previous podcast, the whole point of really me setting up this podcast is just to, I suppose, give the listeners a perspective of different people from across the world who have dedicated some of their time to bettering themselves, whether that's through music, through exercise, through nutrition, through acting, through singing, you know, anything. And really, all I want to do today is talk to you about what wellness means to you and how it has impacted your life. So to give the uh, listeners a bit of perspective, I met Jonathan, you guys, in it was about five years ago, and I had a moment of madness and signed up for a Strictly Come Dancing event <laughs> in which I I, <laughs> I partnered up with my colleague from Focus Ireland, Rose Clark, and we absolutely killed the Fosse. Now, I'm not saying we should have won, but we should have won. Right, but we'll get into that later. So, Jonathan, that's how me and you met, right? That's right. Yeah, that was a great, a great time. I forgot about that. Yeah, and how was the whole training and lead up to that event? It was a charity event, guys, for uh, Focus Ireland. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I found it particularly difficult because I had a bike crash. You know, I was mountain biking, and I broke a couple of ribs and dislocated my shoulder uh, about a, a week before the dance. So uh, I was in a lot of pain that time, but I, I met you, I had good fun, we had a great <laughs> night out, <laughs> and you should have won it. <laughs> <clears throat> you heard it here second, guys. 
and we should have won it. Big shout out to Rose Clark who did her absolute best uh, to to help me learn the fussy. And as far as I know, she's still uh, dancing the fussy around the pubs and nightclubs of city centre of Dublin. So shout out to you, Rosie. So yeah, that's how we connected. We we did have a lot of fun. Uh, I know it was for charity, and it, it's kind of exploded all over Ireland now at the moment. There seems to be a Strictly Come Dancing charity event. Every club, uh, every Gaelic, every yeah. rugby club, everywhere you go. But you can see why, right? Yeah. Because yeah. the participants get so much out of it. It's for a great cause, and you learn a new skill. Yeah, with six weeks of training. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd never have gone near it, only for my wife said to me one day, she said, I know you love getting out of your comfort zone. And I said, and she said, I've got just the thing for you. <laughs> what, you're telling me you weren't comfortable for that whole thing? <laughs> Didn't you notice? <laughs> so yeah, we had a great time and we raised a lot of money for Focus Ireland and I guess... Me and you just got chatting backstage, didn't we? And uh, at that stage, I was, oh God, I had a good two and a half stone on me compared to what I have now. And you just mentioned casually, oh, I have, um, I have a base camp fitness gym in the city, in the center of Dublin. Because I was saying to you, you know, God, I'm really thinking that I want to get on some sort of fitness path. And you offered for me to come up and have a free class. And what happened next? Do you remember? I do, of course, yeah. Well, you came up <laughs> and I was surprised. I mean, most people who talk about fitness don't actually do it until they're, they're into it. And then they never stop talking about it. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's what everybody does. Once you get into something and it's, it's on your radar, it's what you want to talk about. Yeah. Like it's, it's where you're at. But when you know when you meet someone and you know it's not where they're at, and they're saying, "Yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that," you tend to think, "Yeah, of course you are. Um, nice meeting you." <laughs> yeah, but that's fair enough. I think nine times nine yeah. people out of ten that you would meet wouldn't follow through on any advice or requests that you you. Oh, uh, absolutely. Asking. I mean, I don't like giving advice usually because, um, I mean, for us, we're talking now, and this is going out to lots of people. But the amount of people that are going to be in the exact place that they'll hear this. Mm. I mean, some, that some, I was then. Yeah, like somebody yeah. will somebody will say, "Oh my God, did you hear that? That really could suit me." But they could have heard it yesterday, mm. and every day before, and it won't click with them. So when they're at a certain stage that it's ready, that they're ready for it, they'll hear it. Mm. And you heard it that day. I was ready. Yeah, you were ready, and you came in, mm. and then you had something unique that I guess most people don't have from the off. People tend to kind of fall in and out for a long time into starting the journey. But from the off, you had discipline. Mm. And discipline is the key. Right. It's the absolute key. So, but previous to meeting you during our uh, stint, our dancing stint, yes. I had zero discipline. So how do you, what do you think happened for me? Well, maybe I should be answering this question, but what do you think was, it made a difference for me in terms of coming to you, explaining the life that I wanted to start living and following through with that discipline? Well, you were at a point where you were ready. Mm. And I mean, you could have been to 10 gyms before, I don't know, or 100. Or you could have been to one every year for the previous 10 years. Mm. But you were ready. Yeah. And when you're ready, you're here. Mm. And as you know, part of the what we did in, fit, in, um, in the boot camp classes was we based um, nutrition as part of it. Yes. So it wasn't just come work out for an hour a day or 20 minutes and disappear again. Yeah. It was... It was the whole yeah. self. You got the whole package in base camp. It was magnificent. Yeah. 
And you, 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 you were also unique, as in most people lie. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't. <laughs> so I knew straight off there was something odd about you. <laughs> but it just turned out that you would just happen to be ready at that point. Yeah. I mean, lots of people who came through, like hundreds of thousands of possible people. I mean, I still know and I'm great friends with dozens. Mm. But they tend to be the people who just got it at the right time in their life yeah. and stuck with it and it made a difference. Yeah. And you guys, you're listening to the Dankyo Wellness Project podcast with Jonathan Kearns, Marathon Man. Sorry, I'm going to keep calling you Marathon Man. And Jonathan was probably the most important person in my life in terms of putting me on or facilitating me getting on my own wellness path, which I'm still on, which I will always be on. Um, and I think that when I spoke to you and turned up at Basecamp Fitness, it was January, wasn't it? It was a cold January day. Yeah, it was. I'll tell you what it was that I think it was. It was the community that was there. When I walked into that place, and now I think you're right, I was ready. I was ready for a change. I was ready to open myself up to beautiful things in my life. And that has kept growing since then. I'll get onto that in a second. But I think the community that was there, like as soon as I went in there, between Arthur at the door, all the trainers and the people who were there, I was struck very much by the feeling, sense of community, the sense that everybody was building each other up. Everybody wanted everybody else to do well. And to be honest with you, that's what my community on the Dankyo Wellness Project Facebook page is all about as well. It's what the Weight Loss Rebels um, page is like as well and the Hardcore Hotties, all of these initiatives that we're running. There is no room for people who are bringing each other down. And the advice that we're constantly giving to people all of the time who are reaching out to us is find a community of people because community is king. Yeah. So totally. I became I have an addictive personality. There's no secret there, <laughs> but I became addicted to that community and that you know that intense support from those around me. So the first piece of advice that's coming out in this podcast is something that I've said to you guys every single time I've had the podcast is reach out, whether it's online or at your local boot camp, go find a community of people that will build you up, and I guarantee it will have much more of an impact on you than trying to do something completely isolated on your own. Would you agree with totally, that? Totally, totally. Yeah. No question. Yeah. No and question. And how did you guys build up that sense of community in Basecamp? Well, what we started to do was we put the effort into the people who are ready. Mm. So that's why I remember asking you a um, very personal question, but I asked you, what do you eat? Mm. And you sort of laughed and I say, no, seriously, what would you eat? Like, what did you eat today? Mm. From the time you got up until now, it's seven o'clock at night or half nine at night, whatever mm. it was. And when you told me what you ate, I, I tried not to laugh, but I, I, I mean, I felt like laughing because, not because of what you ate, but because you actually told me the truth. Right. Whereas most people, when I ask them that the first time, they'd say, well, I had a, a salad for breakfast and I had a glass of water for lunch and then I had a little bit of lettuce, you know, at four o'clock. And, and they totally believe it. Yeah. And you'll know from the you know the smell of chips off them and the cigarettes in their back pocket and like yeah. you know that their lifestyle isn't what they're, they're projecting mm. so if somebody's honest you can actually help them mm. and if somebody is honest it means they're taking responsibility for, for themselves yeah. and once they take responsibility that's the that's the go moment mm. because then anything can happen and i guess for somebody to be that honest with someone else who they're reaching out to they they've got to have that work done themselves beforehand would you agree with that totally because i'm, like, a str I'm, I'm down, almost like, a stranger yeah 
Yeah. So, so if, if somebody is going to feel comfortable enough to tell a stranger, like the parts that, that they feel are holding them back, mm. like I can't help but have Big Macs for lunch or I eat chocolate all day or whatever it might be to them. I drink, you know, two litres of Coke every day, whatever their thing is. Yeah. I mean, most people, they don't just lie to other people, they lie to themselves. Right. Like somebody would... Or if I have lots of experience in that. <laughs> it just didn't happen to be at that moment when I met you, but for yeah. 15, 20 years previously, yeah. I, I was living a lie because I had that weight on my shoulders of not being honest with myself and not, you know, not being on this path. Yeah. yeah. I needed it. I didn't know what it was until that moment, that yeah. December, that cold December when we were practicing the posse, but <laughs> I knew there was something happening in my life that I wasn't um, very happy with. And I think reaching out to people who inspire you, like the fact that you're on this podcast because of that amazing time in my life when I met you, I think having the courage, you guys, to reach out to people who do inspire you is one of the most important steps in getting yourself to a greater level of wellness, a greater level of happiness. Yeah. And that's why I'm sitting here talking to you now, because I did have the courage to do that. But by God, did I get a response? I can't thank yeah. you enough, man. Well, you're welcome. I mean, you, you were a great student. Like you're the kind of person that we love to come in the door. Yeah. And as you see, or as you saw, it was full of people like yourself. Yeah. And so everybody there was going somewhere and everybody felt good about themselves yeah. and everybody had the discipline. Mm. I mean, you can, see, you can talk a great talk, everybody can, but to actually do it like on a cold January, <laughs> it's in the dark, like it's yeah. tough. So that, that's how we met. Yeah. It was a nice reminiscing, isn't it? Yeah, it is actually. Um, <laughs> What is your idea of wellness? Like when, when I asked you before, and I ask all my guests, I asked Danny O'Reilly from the Cronus to do it. I asked every single guest that I've had before today to do it. What does wellness mean to you? Well, probably what we've been touching on already. Wellness to me falls in between awareness and discipline. Mm. So if you want to actually feel well, you've got to be aware of where you are and, and who you are almost. You can't just wake up one day and feel great because it's temporary. So, so like wellness comes from awareness. So like, I mean, if you're f floating down the river without a paddle, yeah. if you don't know that, you're not really in a place to get well. Yeah. And once you do know it, then you've got to own it. And you're there because either you chose it or you chose not to do anything about it. But you've then... Like once you take responsibility for it, you then reach out, like you, you swim to the shore, or you do what you do. But you need to be aware of where you are and you need to take total responsibility. Mm. Like we were talking about earlier, most people, when they tell me what they eat, even when they go through a week's uh, food diet or what they do, they're not aware that what they eat 90% of the time actually matters. They remember the one meal they had on Friday evening, which was the big meal, they went and they, you know, spend a few quid on and so on, and they tell you about that one meal. Mm. But the, it's taking 100% responsibility 100% of the time. Mm. And that's very hard. But if you can do that, and you're aware of, of where you are, and you're aware that all the choices you make are your choices, and they affect you, then you're in a great place. Um, it's a very empowering position to be in. Totally, yeah. I mean, the more you can be in that position, the better you'll feel. Them. Like that, That's wellness. Absolutely, and I, I spoke as you know, I spoke to Danny from the Cronus on Monday, and yeah. that was exactly what he said. Oh, was funnily it? enough, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love I love getting guests to prepare that question because I've I've had thirteen different answers, yeah. but they're all relevant, you know, because 
what wellness means to you or me or anybody can be different from day to day depending on how you feel but I think as I do more and more of these podcasts awareness keeps cropping up yeah. and it keeps cropping up as probably one of the most effective tools that you have in your arsenal I would wager that if you guys are listening now and you feel like you don't have the awareness you may be in a position that I was before I met Jonathan five years ago on saying I'm fucking scared to be aware yeah and, and that's a, a very disempowering place to be it is yeah when, when you realize it's okay to be scared and everybody is scared even if they don't look it it kind of makes it a little bit easier mm. but it is a, it is a scary place for a lot of people mm. especially when life isn't going the way you wanted it to go yeah but isn't it a beautiful thing that that can change in any single moment of your life yeah it is it's very hard to see that sometimes yeah where you're sitting now you know that but unless somebody else is ready to see it they're not going to see it yeah and i i know i say this in every episode you guys but myself nor my guests are never talking from a place of bliss we're not like you know levitating with our hands in the meditation pose that we've made it and we're there we are all a work in progress the whole point of this podcast as i keep harping on about is that you will take something from the conversations that we're having and maybe go god i'm capable of that or maybe i need to become more aware or as me and jonathan are going to get onto in a while you might get some fitness or nutrition tips that you might say god that would suit me a lot and people you guys who've reached out to me over the past few episodes and said like one person emailed me today and said thank you so much you give me hope and i know that person's going to be listening now i'm not going to name and shame you but i appreciated that message so much because how powerful is going from a position of hopelessness to being filled with hope based on something that somebody else has done that's that's such a powerful thing right yeah you know so let's talk about how did you get into your lifestyle your lifestyle of i know you're a big juicer yeah you're you love running yeah like was there a time in your life where you had to go from being not aware to aware there was of course mm. There was. I mean, fitness is something that I've always been involved in, but there became a time in my life where everything went so badly wrong mm. that it was either, I mean, it really, I just had to do something about it. And then one of the, the things that I started to do was run. Mm. And I started to run distance running because for me it was impossible. Okay, so... Even thinking of getting out and running was an impossibility in your mind. Yeah, it was impossible. And I, mean, I remember running the, the first time I ran three miles and the pain. And I spent three weeks trying to conquer it. And I was going out nearly every day trying to get the three miles without stopping. And it took me weeks, like three weeks. Nice. And it hurt. And it hurt like hell. And then I, I managed it. And that felt brilliant. And I thought I could actually do better than this. And I kind of worked from there. Mm. Now, I mean, that was um, not that long ago, but like um, seven years ago or so. And, right. uh, but I mean, since then, like I've done nine marathons and like all sorts of distant, distance running. But that was the start and it was hard. Yeah. And the thing about distance running is that it's hard and there, there's no time when you, you think this is going to be easy. Yeah. And you don't know how your body's going to feel on different days. Mm. 
So you always know it's going to be a challenge. And overcoming it, like you always get to a point where there, it's like, I'm not going to go past there. There's a wall up there and I'm not going to get past it. And when you climb up to, up to the top of that wall, it feels amazing. Mm. Like you think, I actually got over this, like a, the 10 miles more than I've ever run before mm. or whatever it might be. But when you're on top of the wall, when you can see the next wall, it's not like you can ever see the horizon, like yeah. the blue skies or like you always just see the next challenge. Mm. But you know that I can actually do this. Right. And then when it comes back to whatever's collapsing all around you, like it gives you a different perspective. It gives you com- well for me, it gives me confidence. Yeah, I mean, what you're describing there is something that after I started strength training, yeah, I got to experience daily. Now maybe not to the same depth and effect, but certainly, I blog on my page Dan Kyo yeah. Wellness Project every day about the exercise or the the mad chest session for example that I did today yeah. I didn't want to go to the gym today now I yeah. don't say that that often because I normally am pretty okay with going but the difference in how I felt before and after yeah it's colossal it is yeah. it's nearly like it's like a big reset button that I have at my disposal to, yeah. to get rid of all the shit that's a great way to describe and it yeah. then it's like ah oh, I can enjoy the rest of my day now that's fantastic yeah. what a gift yeah <laughs> you know yeah Jay I just want to pick up on a couple of things that you mentioned there like you said that you know, before you become aware and you're really scared, that's okay. And I love that, you know. You also said that um, getting to your first three miles, it was hard. And what I want to say to people on this podcast, I think this is a really important point. The best decision you'll make is to get onto a fitness path. Nobody said it was going to be easy. And actually, being scared and it being hard is still okay. Yeah, always. It's such an important point, isn't it? Always, yeah. Always. Because I think certainly when I have had <clears throat> attempts at a similar path before, it was so hard at the start, I may have been going too hard at it, whatever the reason is. But I gave up, you know, because all I could focus on was that. But as you said, if people can listen to people like us who've been through that very difficult starting point, and you come over that, and as you said, you're standing on top of the wall, and you feel absolutely elated. Yeah. Just keep going, everybody. One day at a time. Do something small. Like, we're not sitting here saying that you have to go and try and run three miles in three weeks. This is what Jonathan has done. I personally went straight into weightlifting and really concentrated on learning about my form, but I wasn't lifting very heavy at the start because I didn't want to get injured. But it was still hard, you know? Just keep going. Just do something every day, like I've been saying on the page for so long now. So after you got to that uh, three-mile mark, like, did you just keep going? Like that was. Yeah, I mean, I, I heard people saying that you're supposed to run at a, at a pace at which you'll be able to chat. Mm. And I used to be almost dead. I mean, I didn't know how anyone could chat. And I used to think that'll never be me. Mm. Like, that's just not me. And it was really after 12 months that I started to realize that I could actually do more. Yeah, and I train. I train for. I train and run at my first marathon, and I just realized how hard it is. Mm. And then I, I somehow I signed up for another one, and I just kept going. Yeah, and what what was your best time so far? I was the last marathon actually in Dusseldorf, in April. Three hours fifty one minutes. Unbelievable! So you did sub four hour marathon already. My first one was five hours twenty. Oh wow. So um, yeah, 
I'm not a natural. <laughs> yeah, people may people who are on my page and who are listening to this episode of the Downkill Wellness Project podcast may not know it or believe it, but I actually did the 2009 marathon. Yeah. So I can empathize to a certain extent. Now that made me hate running for another few years before I met you, but um, yeah, it was one of the most gratifying and difficult experiences of my life. It was yeah. absolutely incredible. But I did realize something that a lot of people would pick something like a marathon. And they'll train for it without the discipline. Mm. And it will be one of the worst experiences ever. Maybe that's what my issue was. <laughs> Possibly. But, I mean, there's a saying I picked up from my brother Caleb, uh, a fitness coach. And it works for most things. It's expect as much success as you have discipline. Mm. And it's exactly spot on, especially with running. You cannot expect to run at a certain time if you don't train for it. So it's all about the discipline. You can't just say, actually, feel great this week. I'm not going to do it. I'll do it next week. <laughs> so discipline and consistency. Yeah. Oh, well, it, it, it's, you can't, they're, they're it's all about the consistency, yeah. but you must have the discipline like, like to go every single week, like to train every week, to work on yourself, whatever it might be. Mm. It's, it's constant. Mm. You don't just do it on the good days or the bad days or the days you feel like it. Mm. Like you set out your plan and you do it and you try not to deviate from it. And it's energy giving, like a lot of people yeah. think, and I certainly thought before I started exercising more regularly that I don't have the energy for this. And what I realized very quickly was, oh my God, my energy just doubled. Yeah. Like the maths don't add up. Yeah. But it, it is a very amazing, you know, outcome of training. Am I right? If you're ever at an after marathon party, <laughs> there'll be more energy at that than you'll see anywhere. Yeah. Um, exercise gives you energy mm. and it only doesn't give you energy when you're not fit or not prepared yeah. but the more prepared the more discipline you put you have the more you put into it mm. the more energy you get out so tell me why is it that you love running so much well like I'd said earlier because it was so impossible for me like I've, I've always been into sport and like I used to play rugby and it sort of came natural to me but running was something I could not do. And it was just the hardest thing I could possibly think of was to run a marathon. Mm. And to overcome that, it just changed me. <laughs> wow. And that's why running just does it for me. I, I like me when I run now. And I used to not like me. And I like me because now I know that I can, I see this goal, I can do what it takes to get there. I get there and I like the person that did that. Mm. so it really works for me that is unbelievably powerful what you just said there you didn't like you when you weren't running or before you started running and you began to like you after yeah. getting to that goal that is unbelievably powerful yeah wow so it works I mean it would it's different for everybody but that that works for me that's how yes I, but I think I it's, like a, it's, it's a fantastic piece of advice for people who are listening and like a lot of people do tune into this podcast because they they're hopeful like the person I mentioned earlier that they will hear something that maybe they might be able to put into action and what I would take out of what Jonathan just said there you guys is sit down with your journal or just sit down in a quiet space have a think about something that you absolutely believe that you could never ever do and set about making a plan towards doing it. Break it down into small steps and watch your confidence and self-esteem grow. Absolutely. 
you will not believe like it doesn't have to be running or weightlifting for you know i thought i'd never ever have the confidence to do this podcast for example yeah but then i just said feck it i'll reach out to jarlith regan I'll reach out to Dave Moore from Today FM. They both were so generous with their time. And I started off with small steps, getting advice off people who were doing something that I wanted to do that I thought was impossible for me and then took it from there. So would you recommend if people are listening and saying, God, that's brilliant advice. I'm going to pick such and such a thing. Would you recommend that they reach out to people who are already doing it for for tips and advice? Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, the the hardest time is the beginning. Like with running, I mean, it, it's and possibly weightlifting. It's all about injuries. So if you do, if you don't know what you're doing, you can fall at the first hurdle quite easily. Mm. But if you get advice from anybody who, I mean, people love giving advice. So you ask anybody, but so go to the best and ask them. Yeah, and they love giving advice. Yeah, but the advice that we're giving you now is that you can definitely do it. You yeah. can do it. Like we don't give a shit whether you believe you can or you can't do it. You can do it. Yeah. And you'll be different after it in, a, in the best way possible. Yeah, yeah. That's that's unbelievably empower, empowering what you just said there about liking yourself after achieving a goal that you thought was impossible. That's something that we haven't discussed with any other guests on the podcast. So thanks a million for opening up about that. That's really fantastic advice. So on the nutrition side of things then, that's something that you taught me a lot about when I was when I began the boot camp five years ago. And I bought a juicer even around that time yeah and i have a nutri bullet now that i prefer to use than the juicer um but do you have a philosophy on nutrition that you follow that works for you and your wellness well i do i mean it it's it's one of the biggest parts of my wellness Mm. is nutrition right if not the biggest um I'd say the biggest by a long shot. Only nothing works on its own. So right, you know, everything's got to be together. Mm. But I mean, without it, everything would fall apart. I mean, going back to the old saying, you can't out-train a bad diet. Yeah. For starters, but to feel good for me, I've got to fuel well, and that starts every day with me uh, with yeah. with the uh, Nutri Bullet nowadays. Yeah. So um, in terms of what works for you i'm sure that it doesn't just work for you it would work for a lot of people who are listening it would work it definitely worked for people in the boot camp that you ran a few years ago like what would be your main tips in terms of nutrition to well, to feel energized well one one of, one of the things that i learned um when i used to give the, t- the nutrition talks was that everybody's at a different place it would be so much easier if everyone was at the same place yeah. but nobody ever is so it's very difficult. Do you mean in terms of needing to lose weight or wanting to bulk yeah, up? Or? Yes, or in terms of, of health-wise when it comes to nutrition. Mm. I mean, whereas I'm, I've been at it for so long that my diet will be so different and far removed to somebody who's just decided, okay, I'm going to start juicing or I'm going to start eating well. Yeah. Like most people don't know or understand the benefits or the long-term effects of Good eating, healthy eating, let's say. Um, and most people think they eat healthy, and they don't. Mm. Because they're, this is how their parents taught them how to eat. We're not taught by our parents, we're not taught in school. Yeah. Like it's, it's very difficult, and there's so much conflicting advice. Yeah. That the, the only thing I got from my parents was, uh, you better finish your dinner, you're not getting your dessert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not yeah. uncommon in Irish yeah. households. And 
Yeah, you can finish your sister's dinner as well, which ironically is what ended me up in. Yeah. <laughs> in the situation I was in. Yeah. And then we had things here like the food pyramid and drink your milk and like eat eat meat and all sorts of uh, stuff that that I don't go for any of. Mm. Um, but so everybody's at a different place. Yeah. And what will work for you what won't work for somebody else. Mm. So everybody's got to start where they're comfortable starting. Mm. So, I mean, where I'd be in a totally different place where I don't eat sugar at all in anything. I don't eat any form of processed sugar. Yeah, I'm, I happen to be celiac, so I'm gluten-free with everything, mm. yeah, which helps. Yeah, so I don't eat a lot of junk that other people could, could eat. Could tolerate. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm very conscious of what I eat and what I drink. And I know that if, I mean, that goes down to beer, like if I drink too many beers, I, I know I'm going to suffer for it. And I accept that. And the next day, I'll juice more and I'll... I'll, I'll Get more protein in. Yeah, and, and I'll work it off. Yeah. But uh, every single day, every single meal, I am aware that this is either making me well or, or it's actually making me sick. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. yeah. So, whereas, I mean, I watch people all around me, people I work with, people everywhere, where they eat sausages in the morning and they're picking at rubbish all day and crisps and sweets and biscuits with their coffee and... And at the same time, they think that they eat really well. Mm. But yeah. So we're back to the awareness piece then. Yeah, we're back to the awareness and we're back to where, where you are. Mm. I mean, for, for, for me, it, it's quite clear uh, what's good and what isn't good for me because I know my body and I know what makes me feel good. Like I, I gave up meat years ago, really when I started running. Yeah. Because I, I found that I couldn't run sort of 10 or 15 miles if I had a steak two days ago. Really? Like I'd still get a stitch. No way. So when I stopped eating meat, then I could run further. Yeah. And then I, I, I went into the benefits of not eating meat, and I, I stopped eating it altogether. Yeah. But there's all sorts of things that work for, for each of us. Yeah, and so you got very skilled at noticing the impact of all sorts of different foods on your body and your, your ability of, the ability of your body to function. Absolutely, and, and to function at, at a level that makes me feel great. Mm. Like when I wake up, I can feel fabulous. What? He's, not, he's, he's surely this man is lying to me right now. I have not experienced this yet. And my beautiful fiance Tara will attest to this. We are the worst in the morning. So I'm learning a lot here that I think I might have to implement. What do you mean you wake up and feel fabulous? I said, when I wake up, I can feel fabulous. And some days I wake up and I feel amazing. Hell. And I feel amazing for most of the day. Oh, come on. And then other days I don't feel so fabulous. But I know what it's like. And I know, well, an awful lot of people never know what that feeling is. They'll never get to that level because they never eat or drink enough good food. And they'll never experience it. I'm feeling very inspired right now because that is my new goal, actually. For me to lock down my nutrition to an even higher level. Look, I want to do that anyway. I'm in the process of doing it in conjunction with my trainer, Stephen Obar, and all of the weight loss rebels. But hearing... Hearing you just say that, that was visceral for me, the way you were looking at me when you said it. You know, that was the idea of waking up feeling incredible is so alien to me. And I'm sure alien to a lot of the listeners. Um, how, how can I do that? Tell me. For you, I don't know exactly. I mean, I can tell you how I did it. Yeah. And when I, I used to have difficulty with digestion, I guess I used to eat all sorts of meat and, and, and foods that didn't agree with me. And I, I went on a detox. 
and I detox. I just juiced for a couple of weeks. Mm. No, no solid food whatsoever. So I cleaned out my whole colon. So then everything I ate, I absorbed quickly. Okay. So it was just um, really starting again, rebooting. Yeah. And I do that every year now. All so right. Once a year. At least, yeah. <clears throat> not for so long. Um, not for a few weeks. I don't have to do it that long anymore. But. I'm aware of everything that I, that I do and at the times that I eat at. So I won't eat late at night or I'll feel awful in the morning. Mm. I'll drink a lot of water. If I don't drink enough water, I'll feel awful. Mm. So, I mean, people laugh at me the amount of water that I drink. <laughs> do they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gave me a lovely glass of water here, which I'm going to take a sip of now. Thank you very much. They actually laugh at you because of the amount of water you drink. What are we talking here? Five litres a day or something? Possibly. I mean, like I wouldn't pass the, the, the water fountain without drinking water. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't sit down without drinking water. If I wasn't drinking water, I'd drink juice. Mm. And I don't mean juice that you buy. I mean the juice that I make, like vegetable juice. Yeah. Um, with my own supplements in it. What's your favourite uh, juice recipe? Like, what's your go-to? Would it depend on the outcome that you want from it? Or yes, it, it, depends on, or? it depends on the time of the day that I was going to drink it. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's take morning, for example, when you wake up feeling amazing. Oh, then it's, it's a green juice. Ah, okay. Yeah, all all greens pretty yeah. much with added a couple of added bits thrown in like spirulina, spirulina and, yeah. and possibly cherry active because it's a strong antioxidant and bits yeah. that, that I'd put in. But I mean, on a Saturday, I, I look forward to Saturdays because I have this amazing juice on a Saturday after a long run. Mm. So it's for building the muscles back up. Okay. Which is the Sun Warrior protein powder, which I use because it's chocolate flavored. Yeah. And um, it's also vegan, and I put that into a almond milk with gluten free oats. Nice. And a banana, and um, mix and it, it up, and it's uh, it completely uh, kind of helps it, your muscles. It replenishes all the muscles, and it means then <laughs> a couple of hours after the run, like it could be a twenty mile run or whatever it might be, I feel perfect, and I forget that I ran. The next morning, I feel perfect. Yeah. And without the juice, I could wake up stiff the next day. Mm. So it's like it, it's you know trial and error, and you get to know how your body is and, and how yeah. to service it to mm. keep it at peak and feeling fabulous. I love the fact that you keep saying fabulous. <laughs> I can't That's wait to get there. <laughs> Lads, I can't wait to feel fabulous in the morning. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it, my God, it is on my list of uh, of lofty goals that I want to get to because that is just incredible. So are you planning on any more marathons this year? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, Dublin. Oh, Dublin in October. Dublin in October, yeah. The October bank holiday weekend. Yeah. And what, what, what sort of time are you looking at? I'm looking for 3.45 this time. Um, and the training is going okay for that? Well, I actually got injured <laughs> two, two weeks ago. Oh, I tore a calf muscle. Okay. It was my own fault. Uh, I was running up a hill. I was supposed to be on a recovery run, slow run, mm. and I was started sprinting. Yeah. Um, it was late in the evening, and I was you know, tired. I lots of my mind from the day at work, and yeah, I, yeah. I tried to run something off, and I just... Uh, I tore it very painful injury yeah it's more painful not being able to run than the actual tearing the calf <laughs> <laughs> that's how much jonathan loves running <laughs> so um it's eight days ago now right. nine days ago so i'll give it another two or three days and then start again start back on the pounding the pavement yeah so we've talked a lot about how me and you met you know we've talked a lot about the psychology of starting which i think I'm always going to talk about in the podcast because anybody who comes to listen to it more, more often than not, I think will be looking for those 
kind of tidbits of information about how people got started. We talked about your running, we've talked about nutrition, but do you have any other things that you love to do that increases your wellness? Like, are you creative? Like, do you play instruments? Uh, I know you love music, right? Yeah, I do. No, I don't play any instruments. I can't sing. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you can dance, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, after six weeks of training, I still can't dance. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, you got out of your comfort zone, so that's the most important thing. But do you have an, an idea around the importance of that side of things for feeling good and for feeling that, you you know, you're feeling that bit better on a day if you do listen to music or how does music have an impact on you no i mean music isn't huge music is something that i just have all the time mm. yeah, yeah but what what if you didn't have it, would it well, like, i couldn't it imagine it? it i couldn't imagine life without music but I mean, even my my kids like i can't walk from one room to the next without having music i can't be in the car without having music and my music doesn't usually count it's their music <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> But I mean, like one of the great things in my life wouldn't be music; it'd be it'd be people. Mm. It'd be the people that I have around me always, mm. and that's something that would that would always lift me. Yeah. And like I mean, on my day off, I'd be I'd have certain things that I'd have to do to have a brilliant day, mm. and one of them would be running, and one that would be meeting people. Mm. So they'd be the things that would make up my uh, your wellness. Yeah. <laughs> and you know. I mentioned earlier that awareness has been a theme that has come up in recent podcasts with many of the guests. But one thing that has been a constant has been that idea of community and specifically realizing that you have the choice of who you surround yourself by. Yeah. A lot of people feel quite powerless in that way, I think. A lot of people, in my experience, um, don't seem to realize that, I know this might sound a bit, general but static people are not always good people mm. uh, you don't want to be with people just because you've always known them or they're your family and and nothing ever happens they don't do anything to improve themselves in any way and you're around them it's not a good place to be no i agree with like, that like anybody that's doing anything for themselves has an energy yeah and it's an energy that you contribute to and the energy is even stronger than yes and when all your friends are doing that and um, what's a regular cup of coffee turns out to be great cup of coffee <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly really, yeah exactly or what could be a, an ordinary run could be an amazing run yeah because you're connecting yeah like i've been preaching on my page about the importance of connecting not only with like-minded people but like you just said they're dynamic individuals people who have ideas people who yeah. who are interested in your welfare yeah to the point that they will actually step out of their comfort zone maybe to suggest doing an activity that you hadn't thought of or as you said, it could be as simple as having a chat over a cup of coffee and just hearing about other people's lives and their ideas on maybe wellness, for example, yeah. or any other subject. So I would definitely encourage people to do what I'm currently doing all of the time, and that is reaching out to people who you know, I have known in my life who have had a pretty big impact on me in various areas. For example, David Brophy, the uh, conductor from the RTE Philharmonic, Film, Philharmonic Orchestra he uh, conducted the High Hopes Choir which yeah. I was a part of with Focus Ireland and he had a massive impact on me because like you just said he had that dynamism I saw you guys yeah. on the TV one time yeah it was amazing yeah. Yeah. it was absolutely amazing and I've never seen somebody who wasn't involved, involved in social care work so well with people who were customers yeah. of Focus Ireland and the Dublin Simon community and St. Vincent de Paul. So 
his dynamism smacked me in the face every single time I walked into a room that he was in. It's so great the, feeling, isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. And like that's the type of guy that I like to be surrounded by. I had a similar experience when I met you. I had a similar experience when I met Danny from Cronus the other day. All of the people I've had on this podcast have had that type of impact on me. So, lads, if you're listening, you are obviously listening to this now, please sit down and think, God, who do I want to be surrounded by? Because that will have a very powerful impact on my own energy and my wellness. Yeah. And go after it. Yeah. Everyone's just people, right? Yeah. Well, not quite. Well, everyone is just people, but some people make you feel good. And some people make you want to do things that are positive for yourself. And some people don't. Mm. and they're the people you don't want to be around and the people that yeah. make you feel that you really want to be around absolutely and when I, when I said everybody everybody is just people I was more specifically talking about if anybody's listening and thinking god I couldn't ever talk yeah, to that yeah. person you yeah. know they want you to talk to them because they have that type of personality Yeah. I swear to god if anybody who's listening here doesn't come up and talk to me if they see me on the street <laughs> although I won't know about it I will be offended <laughs> Come and talk to us, you know, reach out to people who make you smile, who people who are interested in what you're doing, people who you know that when you come away from that interaction, you will feel better than you did beforehand, similar to going to the gym or going on a run, you know. So listen, I just want to say a huge thanks for uh, coming on to the podcast today. It's um, great it was, talking to you, Dan. Yeah, it was really important for me to speak to you in this project because of the impact you had on me and I know I said it at the beginning and um, I will never forget you for it um, you are a big part of the reason why this podcast is happening because that was a seminal point in my life where I got on the road to getting on my wellness path getting on my fitness path and I've years and years to go as I said again constantly throughout the podcast there is no end point here guys my hope the whole reason I set up this podcast is that we can spread love, compassion around the world, that people will listen. This is going to be online for the rest of my life and after that. If people can listen to this at any point in time and think, God, maybe I will do what Jonathan said there, or maybe I will consider what Dan mentioned there about, you know, doing something that scares the shit out of me that I absolutely think is impossible, then my job here is done. And thanks a million for all the messages, you guys. If you do want to get in touch with me, it is dankillwellnessproject at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for the website. Um, it's www.dankillwellnessproject.com. It's going to be live in a couple of weeks with a brand spanking new logo and loads and loads of fantastic content from myself and other contributors. But yeah, thank you, Jonathan. You are the best. Thanks so much. Yeah, great to meet you. Cheers.